Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network in conjunction with the Sampson Family Foundation, striving to uplift, empower, and educate the communities we live in. Now here's Ralph and your host, Mac McDonald. Welcome in, Center Court, Winner's Circle Network, and it's another week, and uh, Ralph Sampson and I get together with Hunter Urichek, an old friend. He'll be our guest today. He is the Athletic Director, Vice Chancellor at the University of Arkansas. Ralph, every week that we dip into the dives of of nil and the transfer portal and everything going on in college athletics. I mean, we sit up and take notice because I know you're still interested. You're still working with, with UVA and it's changing right every day. Something's changing in this industry, isn't it? Yeah. The news, and you can look on any social media, any news article, Google, whatever. And it's something on name, image, and likeness and the portal every day. And this guy here, actually, you know, he's no and, and Hunter and Liz sports him, you know, back in the day with us as well, which we got history. But think about it. He, he's seen what's happening before. He knows what's happening now. And he can almost look at the future and say there are these crazy things can happen. But now it's the wild, wild west. But you got to predict that as well. So what better guest to have today than Hunter? So really appreciate his time. And before we can get into this, it's going to be an exciting interview. Well, because again, you and you've raised so many questions about not only the, the student athletes that are in school, but now the high school people and the high school people that are thinking, where should I go? Where can I get the best deal? And so any part, any part of marketing, any marketing push or a kid on campus, if he's worth his salt, you're going to give him a nil, a nil uh, sales pitch, right? Uh, Mac, unbelievable. I mean, think about it. I got to practice. I have to, and, and Aaron Lyron said practice. What's practice? So that, that fits in really good right now. So what's practice? <laughs> I got to study. I got to do homework. Turn my, I have to now do name, image, like to do my social media. And how much time a day? I mean, I'm not going to get enough rest. I got to eat. I got a girlfriend. I got a family. <laughs> I mean, I got may have a dog. I don't know, but uh, come on. I mean, I, it's, not tw- it's not that much time in the day to do all this stuff. Well, you better get a good deal because dog animals can be expensive. You know, pets can be. Well, somebody expensive. can get an animal, you know, I, I feed my dog kibbles and bits or whatever it may be, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> to get that nil deal. So, yeah. um, well, the interesting thing about all of this in a way, and then talking to Lowe last week and uh, Lowe Davis, and, and if you missed it, Cavaliers Futures and, and how good he was, is that with the changes and now, and I'm going to ask Hunter about the NCAA because of, of Mark Emmert stepping down and what's going to happen, what's going to change. And you never know what, what schools are going to be going to what conference now. How does that affect me as a student athlete? It, it, it has become such a business. And you pointed it out, the fact that a lot of students and, and even your uh, family, not too sure about taxes. What's going to happen? I mean, students could lose their Pell Grants. I mean, if they take an, a nil deal, they could lose academic scholarships. Yeah. I mean, and every state's different. And uh, I mean, you got to educate the kids. I mean, think about it. I got to educate them now more on name, image, and likeness than the degree they want to go after. Mm-hmm. I come in, I take some credits for, I take my basic math, English, science, whatever. I take these basic classes, but now I got to, should be taking name, image, and likeness because guarantee you after you get out of school for you, you don't know anything about credit. You don't know mm-hmm. anything about finances. You don't think about banking unless your parents or someone's teaching you. And Mac, I think things have changed. We didn't have cell phones and no. you can get on a cell phone and transfer money and you can look at your bank account. <laughs> you didn't have all that. You had a statement. 
And now it's even more on the cell phone, looking at everything that you have in the portal in the cell phone because of all of this different adjustments. You can't pick up the phone and call somebody and say, hey, my banker, um, uh, what do I do about this? What yeah. do I do about that? Uh, call mom and dad. Maybe they'll take care. Who knows? But it, it's, it's, it's crazy how you know, much this world has grown in a fast-paced environment. But a college student is not going to be able to do that stuff going in, especially a student athlete. I mean, right. it's just too much to do. Hunter Urichak, who's the athletic director at Arkansas, will take us through their plan and why they kept nil in-house. So that's uh, our conversation. And we'll have Hunter when we come back. This is Center Court on the Winter Circle Mountain. The mission for the Samson Family Foundation is simple. We strive to uplift, empower, and educate the communities we live in. The foundation promotes charitable and community input, educational development, health and fitness, and scholarship opportunities. The Samson Family Foundation's initiatives focus on patients with cancer, educational scholarship programs, and give students guidance in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. The Samson Family Foundation encourages limitless possibilities. Your financial support is tax deductible. To learn more, call 540-615-5097. The website is samsonfamilyfoundation.org. Uplift. Empower. Educate. It takes teamwork to make the dream work. It's the toughest conference bar none in all of college athletics. I think the, the league as a whole won nine national championships last year. We talk about it on a regular basis. If, if you're competing in your sport for SEC championships, you have an opportunity to compete for national championships, and that's our goal. This is Center Court, presented by the Winner's Circle Network in association with the Sampson Family Foundation. Welcome in Center Court Winter Circle Network and our guest, uh, Ralph, uh, it's a familiar face. Not only is he, you know, from Richmond and got his master's at the University of Richmond. He's been in the ACC. He worked at the University of Virginia and Wake Forest and really did a great job at Coastal Carolina, toured up in Houston. And now he is the vice chancellor and director of athletics for Arkansas. He is Hunter Urichak and a, and a good friend. So, and he was there for last ball at U-Haul. It was Hunter. It was Hunter as the marketing guy who put that together. Yeah, Mike. I don't know who put that thing together, but um, <laughs> it wasn't pretty for me. Um, you know, I was in a suit and I busted my tail, but it's okay. Hunter, I can blame you and Barry Park here now. So I got the real story now. We have no videos of that day, Ralph. I'm glad. Hey, that's a great thing. That's a wonderful thing. Somebody yeah. got a picture somewhere. I don't know who, but I ne I've never seen one or a video. So thank God for that. You well, made I, enough great shots in that building. You don't have to worry about that last one. Yeah. Well, that, that caps it off, uh, you know, for the, I guess they were thinking about what? The last ball there. Then we're going to take the ball from there to John Paul Jones and make the first basket over there. I don't know what happened to the first basket in John Paul Jones. So. I didn't want to come in and, and fall again. So I, I, I wasn't there for the first ball at, you, at, at JPJ. And so Hunter and Ralph, you were saying that Barry Parkhill was supposed to take the last shot and Barry said, no, I'm going to lob it to Ralph. Is that, is that what that happened? Was, that was Barry to me. That, that was kidding me. Like, I'm, uh, they want me to take the last shot, but I think you should. Why don't I just throw it up to you and <laughs> give you this pass so you take the last shot? Like, Barry, I can't jump. I can't uh, dunk anymore like that. So 
and I had I wasn't in shape to dunk either. So well, and Hunter Hunter beaten just because he's an athletic director in the SEC, he hasn't stopped. Garth Brooks just played a show at his football stadium, so they have he's not stopped with all the uh, all the marketing and all the ideas, and it's all about tickets and and padding that bank account, right, Hunter? It is our staff. Uh, they understand that I have a marketing background because I'm an idea guy. <laughs> well, it's good. So anyway, welcome. We know there, there's so much going on, not only in college athletics and the SEC and uh, Ralph and I, uh, we talked to Lo Davis last week. We've been covering name, image, and likeness. And uh, Hunter, I guess that's a good place to start. Your view of name, image, likeness, and um, and you took it in-house, didn't you? We did, you know, roughly three months before uh, July the 1st, we hired a senior associate AD for athlete brand development, Terry Prentice, who is a former student athlete track and field standout here at the University of Arkansas. And we asked him to take the blank canvas and begin a, an athlete brand development and NIL program for our student athletes. That in, included an educational component that was through our Walton College of Business, where student athletes learned how to negotiate a contract, how to review contracts, what marketing rights were, what their name, image, and likeness actually was. And we believe we set our student athletes up to have great success out of the gate when name, image, and likeness became an opportunity on July 1st of this past year. Our student athletes have been embraced it. The state of Arkansas is a different place because we're the only Power 5 school in the state. There's no major professional sports teams. And our student athletes on their own accord, have generated close to $2 million in name, image, and likeness agreements since July 1st. And that's not just our football and basketball players. That's over 225 to 250 student-athletes, about 60% male, 40% female. Our softball team just signed a collective uh, name, image, and likeness agreement with the local car dealership where they, they each got a name, image, and likeness agreement from that. And so it's been very successful the way it was intended to be, on July the 1st. Now it's changed dramatically since then, but uh, our flagship program has been very successful and we're, we're very proud of it. Wow. I mean, that's, uh, you know, every state is a little bit different. Um, the rules are different. You got to interpretate those rules. So you bought it in house. University of Virginia takes it out of the house, but also attached to the house. What, and then your marketing world, what made you decide to go that way? And why was it, uh, conceive that way and put together that way, I should say. Yeah, that's a great question, Ralph. And what we wanted to do is we, we, we didn't want to push it out to a third party. We wanted to be able to not necessarily control it, but to have our student athletes continue to have that trust in the Department of Athletic Staff and in employees. I mean, we provide, you know, the nutritionist for them. We provide a mental health professional. We provide the strength coach. We provide the athletic trainer. We didn't want to hire a third party that may have had 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 other student athletes in their kind of uh, portfolio, we wanted to, to make sure that we were taking care of Arkansas Razorbacks and our student athletes. And it, it's worked out very well. Terry Prentice is on every single recruiting call that our coaches make, not offering an inducement to student athletes to come to the University of Arkansas, but providing a template for what could happen for them through the name, image, and likeness program when they come to the University of Arkansas. Terry's a busy guy if he's on every recruiting call now. That's, 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 a, that's a job. That's another job in the hand right there. For sure. Well, that's what name, image, and likeness is. So, you know, it, it has become, it has exploded. 
since July the 1st, and it has changed dynamically, and it's a big piece of the puzzle uh, for our coaches uh, when you're recruiting young men and women to come to the University of Arkansas. Hunter, what information did you have at the very beginning? Uh, one page, a note card? I mean, what? how quick did the transition have to happen? Well, you know, we had a state law that was passed in April of uh, 2021 that allowed us in the state of Arkansas to provide name, image, and likeness opportunities for our student athletes. And that law superseded any type of NCAA law. And that's what you're seeing has happened. You know, there's 50 different state laws governing name, image, and likeness now. And uh, Ralph mentioned it earlier. We all interpret those state laws the way we want to, to the benefit of our institution, the benefit of our athletic program into the success of our athletic program. And so, you know, we launched um, Flagship on July the 1st. We had a full built-out website, Mac. We had a one-hour course credit within the Walton College of Business that we wow. require wow. now all of our student-athletes to take to educate them on what name, image, and likeness is. Uh, we help educate them on agents, on contracts. Like, we, we don't facilitate the agreements for student-athletes because that's not in the spirit of name, image, and likeness. But we have educated our student-athletes. We put them in touch with uh, suitors that uh, from the local market that want a student athlete to help them uh, promote their products, but we're not arranging those agreements for student athletes. Wow. Well, one hour course. I mean, that's, that's, that's ingenious right there because I always thought that, um, you know, a college has all these different services, but we couldn't as athletes mix and mingle with the business school or econ or whatever, unless we were taking classes there. You, I'm sure you came up with that idea. Well, I will say that Terry came up with that idea, um, working through the business school. One of the, the things we knew we needed to do, not only educate ourselves as administrators on what name, image, and likeness exactly was and what it meant for our student-athletes, but we had to educate our student-athletes to give them a chance to be successful in this marketplace. I mean, we just passed tax day, and if you're a student-athlete and you made over $12,000 in name, image, and likeness, well, you've got to file taxes. Now, right. these companies should be providing you with a 1099. Many of our student athletes had no idea. They were either still on their parents' tax returns and claimed sure. as a dependent on their parents. Sure. It impacted their parents as well because you make a certain amount of money. Well, you can't be claimed by your parents as a dependent any longer. So wow. there's a lot of education that we needed to make sure we provided. And what's been really neat, Ralph, about that course, it's open. It's within the business school. It's obviously open to our student athletes. We're, we require our freshmen to take it. But other students in the general student population have taken that course because they're now starting to get an understanding of what name, image, and likeness is, especially through social media and how they can become a social media influencer. You think, though, I mean, I, I mean, I, my kids graduate from college, this and the other, but I mean, even when they got out of college, they didn't understand the, 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 the parameters around taxes, right? <laughs> or bank accounts, whatever. Yeah. You can go to school for four years and, and never take a course on basic economics. You're, you're exactly right. And so, I mean, we're squeezing kind of a, a one hour course into a four or five hour summer school class so that they, they understand what that is. But you're exactly right. I mean, some student athletes come here, just some general college students come here without the basic premises of uh, understanding of how, what finances are, how to balance your checkbook, a contract, taxes, things of that nature. It's amazing to me that how quick you had to move. I can't imagine the meetings you had to have and all the, all the pieces you had to put in place and then go, okay, we launch. We got, I, that had to be a semi nightmare for an athletic director and a lot of your, a lot of your staff. Absolutely. And I think part of having, hired Terry Prentice in March of 2021 
was to make sure that we had somebody in place that could handle that. It wasn't going to be a side duty for our compliance office mm -hmm. or for our student athlete development office. That was Terry's sole focus when he arrived in March to develop a program and help us successfully launch our name, image, and likeness program for our student athletes. And um, it wasn't a third party company we we're dependent on to do that. Uh, it was an athletic department employee. And I think that's what helped our program be successful out of the gates. We live in a day and age, especially on the recruiting trails, uh, where that social media and this kind of content like we're offering now is what this generation that uh, we're recruiting is what they're looking for. The Winner's Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation present Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball star Ralph Sampson. Again, here's Ralph and Mac. Welcome back, Center Court, Winter Circle Network, and uh, with Ralph Sampson, he is Hunter Juracek, Vice Chancellor, Athletic Director at the University of Arkansas, wonderful job at Coastal Carolina in Houston, and it's uh, great to catch up, and naturally, we wanted to talk nil in, in the Southeastern Conference, which we will get into. So, Hunter, I would imagine, because of the Arkansas fan base, and Ralph knows SEC fan base, and especially football, how how, you know, rabid fans, these are how exciting these fans are. They wanted to help probably right away. What did you have? Did you have to curtail it? What kind of conversations did you have? Well, we, we tried to help our, um, we, we had several educational sessions for uh, company owners in throughout the state of Arkansas. We, we had them here on our campus. We had them in Little Rock to educate business owners throughout the state exactly what name, image, and likeness was and what that meant to them as business owners and how that applied to them interacting with our student athletes. You know, and a great example of that is a, a local car dealer um, had an affinity for, for our softball program. They wanted to use our softball team to help market to sell cars for their, their dealership. Well, they signed a, a name, image, and likeness agreement with each and every one of our softball players. They wanted to do a commercial with the student athletes in their uniforms. Well, that wow. didn't allow them the opportunity to do that because they weren't a sponsor at the level that allowed them to use our our marks, the, the University of Arkansas. Mm -hmm. We still own those. The student athletes don't own those. So they then subsequently entered into an agreement with Learfield at a level which gave them the rights to right. use our marks. And so now they are the sponsor with Learfield. They have a name, image, and likeness agreement with our student athletes or our softball team. And they just were on our campus shooting their commercial for their dealership that had our softball players in their Razorback uniforms. <laughs> Which So they have the rights now to the, our logos. Now they have the rights to the name, image, and likeness of our student athletes on our softball program. So it's that type of education for business owners across our state. They wanted to jump in. They didn't know how to jump in. We had to educate them how to jump in, sure. just like we had to educate our student athletes and really educate ourselves. Yeah, Mike, sure. understand this. Learfield <laughs> is a licensee with CLC for Absolutely. Arkansas and many other schools. So, yeah. thank, so, so Learfield's sitting back really happy right now because you brought them sponsorships to them to, to, to use the logos for Arkansas or any, any university around the country. So that's one thing. But can a player only use their likeness and not the logo for Arkansas. I mean, we got some players here in Virginia, but can the player use their own likeness and not use uh, the Arkansas's logo to uh, increase their name, image, and likeness? Uh, they, they can. Um, they, they can use our logo. For like if they're, they're having a T-shirt, like a, one of our basketball players, Jalen Williams, has a T-shirt with his 
likeness on it in his uniform. Um, he's he's kind of has a licensing agreement through a licensed vendor um, to sell that T-shirt. Okay. And so he has the, I mean, everything happens through a licensing agreement somewhere, shape, form, whether it's through Learfield, whether it's through CLC to provide our student athletes the opportunity to do this. But a student athlete just can't go to a local restaurant that's not a sponsor and be in their gotcha. uniform and promote that company. Gotcha. They can go promote uh, that their company, but they can't promote that company in their uniform. And Ralph, this will, by the way, his, uh, the softball team, and correct me if I'm wrong, Hunter, just won the SEC championship, right? They won the SEC yeah. title. So this car dealer is going, not only am I going to promote them, but I've got a championship team representing my dealership. That's part of the educational process for our sponsors in this area is that they understood how this worked and how some get to use student athletes in their uniform, in their right. warmups with the Razorback logos on the courts and how some don't. I'm an athlete. I do that. What is the impact for that car dealership to sell cars? At the end of the day, it's about selling a car. And <laughs> you is. know marketing very well. But what's the impact? I pay this fee. I might not sell one car. <laughs> yeah, Ralph, and, and that's, a, that's a great question. And that's for the business owner to kind of run their own analytics on that after you have these commercials and um, newspaper ads and things of that nature with our softball program. Did it help you sell cars, truly? It was it a good investment. And I think... Um, there, there are sponsors across the country that have gotten engaged in this name, image, and likeness space that wanted to do it for the right reasons that are evaluating their spend on that. And does it make sense? And that's one of the reasons why you know people say, well, you've got J.B. Hunt, you've got Walmart, you've got um, Tyson right. Foods here, and you, they, you've got to be killing it. Those sponsors haven't jumped in. They are nationally branded sponsors. They have a significant board that they report to and they haven't done that with professional athletes because it did not make sense for their business model. They have right. not done it for collegiate athletes because it doesn't make sense for their business model, regardless of if their headquarters are here in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, it's wow. gotta be one of the uh, things uh, last week, Hunter, uh, Hunter Yurchek is our guest athletic director at Arkansas. Uh, one of the things that Lowe talked about is that each kid now at UVA, before they go to the futures program, can hire a marketing agent. In other words, it's not an agent. I guess as a, a student athlete at a college, you still can't hire an agent, but you can hire a marketing help uh, to bring in, like bring to the table and bring to your guy that, that you hired, Terry, to say, hey, uh, I've got uh, XYZ grocery store. They want me to be uh, want me to represent them. Can can your student athletes do that? Can they hire the marketing agent? They can. Absolutely. And of the 200 and some student athletes that are participating in name, image, and likeness, there's probably 50 that have some type of marketing representation where somebody's out actively seeking those agreements for them. Now, Mike, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a high school kid coming out and Hunter is a marketing guy. I was listening to the Dan Patrick show this morning and it was like, okay, great. Um, I come out and his vision was there's a portal. So my value coming out of high school is X. And I put out there in the name of your likeness, whatever, and whatever portal may be. And I'm worth $250,000. And now you got to recruit me. So our university is going to be in a bidding war for the top notch athletes that can change their, pro what they think can change their program mm -hmm. around. Or, or not? Is that, is that going to affect the whole recruiting battle? And you mentioned uh, your guy there is on every recruiting call. How, how are you going to negotiate a guy that's going to get money over in this state and may not get as much money in your state? 
That's a great question, Ralph. And, and that is the negative impact of name, image, and likeness right now. It did not take long for the loopholes to be found. And that's where you see these collectives that have started to pop up tied to donors at various institutions. Like flagship is not a collective. Flagship is an internally based program at the University of Arkansas. So when I say Terry is on a recruiting call, he's not on a recruiting call because he's offering an inducement for a prospective student athlete to come to the University of Arkansas. He's talking about our name, image, and likeness program. He's saying, hey, J.D. Note was our starting point guard. Here's what J.D. Note has been able to do through name, image, and likeness here at the University of Arkansas. Mm. He's been able to generate A, B, and C with these companies. We feel like the same opportunities will exist for you if you decide to come to the University of Arkansas, but that's up to you and your marketing agent and how much you want to work at that. The collectives, on the other hand, the way I understand them, we don't have one at the University of Arkansas. I have been able to keep our major donors at bay that want to start something like that for the time being. The way I understand them is they're separate 501c3s or an LLC. They have donors that have poured in seven figures of dollars and they're being used to help induce a student athlete to come to their campus to play their sport, whether that's through the transfer portal or a freshman. And those are tied to, hey, you come here, we're going to pay you X and you're going to market this charity. And that's the work you're going to do and market that charity. What does that mean? You, you sign autograph balls for them. You make a public appearance for them. What is that? I what I'm hearing is figures. I don't confirm any of these figures. It's not my business what another institution or their uh, collective is doing. Uh, but how you can say that a young man that hasn't played a snap or a play for you on a court is worth seven figures of marketing value um, baffles me. And that's what we have to get our arms around in this industry um, because it, the loophole has quickly been found. I mean, it's a um, Ralph. The civil yeah, uh, war, the civil the, the, war that is SEC recruiting. Okay. No, absolutely. The, the bloodbath that is recruiting in the SEC, and and I know Hunter, uh, Hunter. I'm sure you've told your coaches. Mac Brown had the story about the kid came in. Hey, XYZ University is going to pay me this. How much will you guys pay me? It, no doubt, uh, it, it, it's probably going on. I'm guessing that you had a very stern and educated conversation with your coaches. We have. Um, Especially, you know, Coach Coach Musselman, Coach Pittman, who I think just do a tremendous job recruiting and building relationships with young men. Coach Musselman sells how his NBA experience can help develop you to become an NBA player. Mm -hmm. And he's put three guys in the NBA since he has been here. Coach Pittman talks about the experience of playing for the Razorbacks. There is significant name, image, and likeness opportunities available for you when you arrive on our campus and you become a star at the University of Arkansas because this is, again, this is like a state like no other, but we're not going to offer you that inducement to come here. Um, and because, it, quite honestly, what our coaches have both told me, Coach Bossman, Coach Pittman, they don't want that in their locker room. They don't want the guy that hasn't taken a snap <laughs> that was given seven figures just to come there sitting next to the guy that's been grinding it out for three years just making, you know, a fraction of that through his local NIL deals. I mean, how is how are 18 to 22 year olds going to handle that? I mean, Ralph, you've been in a professional NBA locker room. It's hard for guys in an NBA locker room to handle the, the ebbs and flows of somebody making significant more than you. Correct. I mean, yeah, great. If you don't have the right person managing that, uh, that, that causes ways within the locker room. And that's what, uh, that, that's, 
you're talking about 18 to 22 year olds putting a lot of money in their hands. Not, not a very smart model. Stick getting back to getting back to the, the part about the high school, your high school question was so good. Imagine if Neil was available in 1978, 79 in Kentucky, Kentucky made an offer that Virginia couldn't match history might've been totally changed. <laughs> hey, it was, uh, it was a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, we had get to get into that for sure. Kentucky was a monster now. They still are. Uh, so. And before a uh, hunter, they're still selling Ralph's jerseys. I wish I get nothing from, and he I get gets, nothing from, he gets bagel. Don't I got to figure that one out. <laughs> so I know I was going to say that is a great question. I mean, cause I mean, you're, you're a legend and that number 50 Jersey still selling in the bookstores and now that that's that name, image, and likeness opportunities out there, what do former student athletes do? I, I, I never even, that has never even crossed my mind. Ralph. Well, you can well, jot I, it down I, and I talk to, to Terry. I, I went to the bookstore. I went to the bookstore. I saw somebody have it, and they had one jersey. And I went and said, "Well, who's selling this? Whatever." And then my next time I got there, they, they had no no jerseys in there. And I looked up the company, and they were out of business. Okay, somebody's selling one somewhere. I don't know where, but I'm aiming to find out. But the, good question though. Whatever we'll get into that next segment as well. But about what do you do with other guys now that played with me or played before, or played years ago, and are they? able to get any name of your likeness out of that with their name and jersey number or anything like that that, that uh, may be still out there i don't know we have other very very competitive uh, nationally competitive sports here at the university of arkansas but for our program uh, entire athletic program to be successful year in and year out we need our football program to be successful year in and year out not only in the southeastern conference but nationally building a game plan for life it's basketball and beyond we return to Center Court with Hall of Famer Ralph Sampson. Welcome back to Center Court, Winter Circle Network. Hunter Urichek is our guest, Vice Chancellor, Athletic Director at Arkansas. Just, uh, Ralph, he's done such a great job and a, and a good friend. Uh, uh, I want to brag about his school a little bit. They had an eighth place finish in the 2020-21 Learfield IMG Directors Cup. You know, that's for all the athletics. And uh, Hunter did such a great job at Coastal I remember uh, he was FCS athletic director of the year in 2014. And so Hunter's one of these uh, rising stars too. I don't, Hunter, do you have a nil deal? I mean, is AD or... <laughs> I do not. I do not have an ill deal. Athlete, athletic director, name, image, your life. That, that might be something like that comes up. Actually, we... my employment contract says University of Arkansas owns my name, image, your likeness. Oh, uh -oh. that's uh -oh. probably uh -oh. true. Uh -oh. um, not, that it's, not that it's worth much, but they own it. <laughs> before we talk about the SEC and all the, the, the rumors that continue to rage regarding expansion and things, uh, as far as the transfer portal, then, um, Hunter, what has been an AD's view of the transfer portal? And is it helping your your coaches or would do you wish that, you know, it never, never appeared? Well, I think the fact that the transfer portal happened along the same time as name, image and likeness exploded has been terrible for college athletics. Um, the, we, we will not know the true impacts of the transfer portal until we get a few years further yep. down the road and see the academic impact on young men and women that transfer from one school to the next, because you guys both understand that there's some schools that you take the university of Virginia. There may be some courses you take at the university of Virginia that aren't going to transfer to the university of Arkansas with you. And so you may lose a semester academically um, and may have to change majors. And you've got to look at all of those ent entities when you're transferring as a, as a young man or young woman. I haven't checked the figures this week, but last week in the transfer portal, there were over 1,500 
college football players, 2,800 men's basketball players, wow. and 1,600 women's basketball players in the portal. Okay. So that's young men and young women that have, in a sense, burned the bridge at the institution they are at, saying, I'm going into the portal, the grass is greener somewhere else, but still have not found a home to continue their athletic and academic career. What do those young men and young women do at this point? They may not find a home. Well, then, they may well, not. Yeah, Ralph, and, and I'll ask you, too, your opinion, because we, we've been on top of this. Does name image likeness soften the transfer portal? Stick, do you think because the school gets, you know, kids thinking about it, but wait a minute, I've got this nice deal or this car deal. I'll ask Ralph and, and Hunter both. Will, will name image likeness soften the numbers as far as the transfer portal? I, I, I think it makes it harder uh, in the portal to think, to, to think I can play somewhere because I'm sitting the bench. I'm not getting enough scoring or run or I don't like the offense or defense. And I'm going somewhere else because the opportunity is better for me to play, maybe, maybe not. Or but but you know the, the, his, this, this kid's game is not going to change that dramatically over a one year period of time. If they're in the system, they uh, I'm a freshman and I didn't like this because I didn't play and I was going I would say they were going to do this whatever. And I go to another school. Am I going to play more? Am I going to be any better? I, I don't think so. So I think it's like fools go for the transfer portal. The only thing I like about the transfer portal is that I can go to us and I can play automatic. I don't have to sit out a year. That's the only thing I like about it. But for a kid to say I can go there and I can play and get more time and now negotiate a name image like this, it's going to be the wild, wild west for, as mm -hmm. Hunter said, a couple of years. Yeah, Hunter? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think it works both ways, Mac. I think if you are a student athlete that has done well at your institution and because of your success – you have generated some name, image, and likeness agreements in your community, in your state. That may be a reason that you stay. Right. Um, but if you're a student athlete that says, hey, there's somebody that has called me and said, hey, if I come to Institution X, this is what my NIL opportunity is going to be. And it's significantly more than I have at my current institution. I may go there just for the money, not for the athletic experience. I may go there because that's an opportunity for me to make some more money. It may be to make some more money that I need to send home to take care of my parents or to whatever that your case may be. <laughs> so I think that can work uh, both, both ways for sure. I mean, the transfer portal, I, I think there's some good things about it. Young men and young women have roughly um, a weekend to make a decision on their institution where you come on an official visit, you're on a campus for 48 hours. Yes, you've built up a relationship with coaches that have called you and stopped by your high school and stopped by your house and things of that nature, but you're still making a decision based on a 48-hour experience. And you may get to that institution, and it may not be what you thought it was going to be. Your coaches may not be who they thought it was going to be, and it may be in your best interest to make a change. And in that instance, I think it's positive for student-athletes because you are a young adult that you made a decision, and if you made the wrong one, Okay, let's have the opportunity to move on. But that's not the case for most of these transfers. Um, it's not that they. That's not the case. Yeah. It's not yeah, the case. It's the, the, it's an instance where the grass is always green. Like I'll take Mac Jones, the quarterback at now that for the Patriots that was at Alabama. Mm -hmm. He stayed at Alabama for five years. He did not play any significant snaps until his senior year because mm -hmm. you had. You know, Tua came in in front of him and a few other quarterbacks, and he kept getting bumped and bumped and bumped. 
but he's he's stuck with it. Now he's a starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. He, he's he's an anomaly in this day and age. There's not a lot of teams that are going to do this. I was watching mm-hmm. a documentary prior to the Final Four talking about Coach K's retirement, and it highlighted their first his first uh, Final Four team that was Jay Billis and Mark Allery and Johnny Dawkins and Tommy Amaker mm-hmm. and. They stayed together from the freshman year when they were 11 and 20 to their senior year when they went to the Final Four and the loss in the national championship to Louisville. Ralph, you stayed with Lee Raker and Jeff Lamp and yourself and Othell Wilson. You guys were together for four or five years or four years in that era. There wasn't a fifth year really <laughs> back then. Uh, but you were a team and you grew together and you went through your ups and downs. That doesn't happen with young men and women right now. It is a, a, right. an instant gratification society, and I hate it because your teammates – are some of your best friends for life, even playing at for a life. Yeah, for like, life. Mm-hmm. Like Guilford College. My teammates are still my best friends yep. for life. And I think young men and young women that don't stay at their schools are losing out on that for sure. Well, and I agree that me and Mike talk about this all the time. When I was at University of Virginia, University Hall, every sport was in the building, not just one, every sport was in that building. So I got relationships with baseball, basketball, football, wrestlers, track and field, even today. But the other significant thing I think is that's going to hurt these kids coming out and name it with your likeness and transfer portal. I, I think the graduation rate is going to go down one yes. and two. I think, what are you going to, what are you going to study when you get to school now? Because you got to stay eligible and I'm not going to study en- enough to get a degree. That's going to get me a job when I get out of school, because this money for name it your likeness is going to drop at some point. I mean, NBA players, professional athletes do it all the time, right? They get there, and after they do their thing, thing then they're like, okay, what do I have to fall back on? I got to get a job now. And all of a sudden, I have no fundamental skills to get a job. And the third thing with that is, I always think the NCAA, it's, it's, it's a farce to some extent. It said student, athlete. I'm a student first before I'm an athlete. So I should be as equal as a student to be able to get a job and go to this marketing thing and go to a company that's coming in to, to, to highlight me. And I should get a degree in something that's going to be significant enough for me to get that, not just basket weaving, forestry and all this other stuff they take to stay eligible. So we could, we could talk to this for, for hours and hours and hours because of you know just my understanding of it. But what is your opinion about the, the, those three points when it comes down to a student getting a degree and something that's going to be significant enough to get a job after they, basketball, baseball careers over in college because the percentage going professional is very, very low, yeah, very, very low. Absolutely. And I, I think that student athletes um, often get railroaded into degrees that make no sense for them, that they don't have a passion to learn in that degree plan, but that's a degree plan that fits the schedule in which they have to practice. Um, this may be classes that may be a little bit easier, have easier professors, but don't give them that skill set route that you're talking about when right. they leave the institution to have a job. I was meeting with a softball student athlete today that's a senior, and I asked her why she chose the University of Arkansas. Well, she wanted to be a dentist, and she had to take biochemistry courses. The other four schools that were recruiting her said, you're never going to be able to be a biochemistry major at our institution because the lab work will interfere with practice. Wow. <laughs> our, our, our coach told her differently. She said, we'll work around your class schedule so you can do what you need to do. Her softball career is going to end here in three or four weeks, and she's going to go on to medical school. And she got that opportunity because our coach worked with her around her class schedule. That doesn't happen all the time in our industry, and that is a definitive flaw where our coaches have put their success 
over the success of our student athletes. A lot of rumors, expansion, and I heard this week that Oklahoma may not go uh, to the SEC. I mean, you, I guess you probably hear things every, every day in SEC country, right? Well, I have not heard that rumor, Mac. <laughs> uh, I just heard it S- yesterday. Yeah. No, I just heard it SEC, yesterday. We had SEC AD meetings and we're talking about future scheduling and Joe Castiglione <laughs> and Chris Conte were both at those meetings last week. Yeah. We were talking about future schedules, not just for football, but for all of our sports that would be inclusive of Texas and Oklahoma in the future. So I think they're still coming. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't come to the SEC. I sure. truly believe I am biased now that I work at the University of Arkansas that, that we have an incredible commissioner that uh, had his finger on the pulse of college well, athletics and, and is a great leader for us, and we're in the best conference. All right. Does football, big-time college football, does a break-off form its own power five, maybe six? Uh, uh, you know, that's the, a question. The, co- the college football playoff uh, organization, league, whatever, will there be uh, a break off from the NCAA in the near future? Mac, I, I don't know what it will look like, but college athletics will look dramatically different within the next five years. Yeah, no doubt. It has to. Mr. President, you don't have to say any more. No, that. <laughs> no that's, oh, God, that's, that's probably true. Hunter, can't thank you enough. Mac, Absolutely. Ralph, so thank you very much. Hunter, you're a check, vice chancellor, athletic director at the University of Arkansas. Ralph and I return right after this. Stay with us. A bold new experience is coming to Charlottesville. Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson is opening the American Tap Room. It's an upscale sports bar brought to you by the basketball legend himself. Ralph Sampson's American Tap Room has been built in the spirit of competition with everything from burgers and wings to premium steaks and seafood. The Tap Room also features a special Ralph's House IPA made by the Three Knots Brewing Company. With the grand opening just a couple weeks away, now is your chance to join Ralph's team and get in on the ground floor of the American Tap Room launch. Whether you're traveling for the game and looking for that special pregame meal or meeting that important client, Ralph's American Tap Room is in a terrific location in Barracks Road off of Emmett Street. Discover Hall of Fame greatness. Log on to americantaproom.com. All I know is we want to have the best program that we can for our guys in name, image, and likeness when they get here as players so they can create and develop value for themselves so that they get opportunities, you know, to have additional income when it comes to name, image, and likeness. and. You know, I was very pleased with how our players did this year and hopefully we'll continue to expand on that in the future. The Winner's Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation present Center Court with Ralph Sampson. Uplift, empower, educate. Welcome back, Center Court, Winner's Circle Network. And uh, Ralph, that was about the fastest half hour I've spent in quite some time. And it was so great to have somebody of the, the knowledge of Hunter. He's been an outstanding athletic director, as I said, but boy, what a changing world. And uh, I think at some point it's either going to have to stop or really be monitored because now the conversation is that maybe all the football schools are going to pull away from the NCAA. We could have stayed um, on that call for yeah. an hour or more. Yeah. You know, with questions. He was very, I mean, great guests and great topics and to the point, answered the question, but also got a dialogue. But I mean, as he's mentioned there, it's going to take a couple of years for all this stuff to pan out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there's going to be some shenanigans on 
involved and schools gonna get on probation which i mean come on <laughs> really don't make it you put me on probation what, what are you gonna do tell me i mean i gotta investigate for three or four years before you get me on probation those kids are gone the other kids so it's it's it's, it's a it's a wild wild west for sure yeah, yeah i got a violation it's, it's crazy. yeah i got a violation and the ncaa doesn't have a violation for nil unless they know i mean what, what are they gonna do yeah gonna so do? the yeah the whole the, the whole situation um and next week it, it, it's going to be fun because now that we've we've talked to low who is directing cavalier futures an athletic director and hunter Urichek, and next week we get a student athlete uh I, i've talked with sam burnell who's transferring to the university of virginia she's very visible uh very marketable very involved in social media and uh it'll be interesting to to see why come back to uva and I know it's close to home. I get that. She's from Rutgersville. Why come back to UVA? And did Cavalier Futures have anything to do with that? And were you impressed with the program? And as a student athlete, I mean, it's going to be great to hear from a student athlete and their take, you know, on the name. Yeah, we, we, we got the gist of, you know, Low Davis that was a student athlete at UVA, but spent a number of years in his career at UVA and, and, and it seemed in the back of that to Hunter today at the AD that's also been around us as well. But now I'm student athlete coming in that's going to be right in the hunter thing. So that's going to be exciting to hear that as well. I'm curious. And I got 18 minute questions, but maybe we get all of them back together on one, one show. That'd be, that'd be interesting to see how that works. Well, we could go live for a couple of hours and I guess I need to now look into a marketing company and we got to find out what we can do with the 50 Jersey. Because we, we need just, to do that. I mean, <laughs> now we, we can't I, I, let this. We, we will keep that going, but I'm going to do the, the, the 10 jersey, the Othell jersey, the Ricky Stokes jersey, put them on a t shirt and think about it. We can do that. And Ev said, I can buy them through the restaurant, whatever oh, it be. Yeah. And then we can give some money to charity as well. I think, uh, I think, that's I think so, we got to do that. So worthwhile. And, and be sure and include the Kenton Eland layup. Uh, oh, for, absolutely. For 1984. So, in the absolutely. Uh, for Ralph Sampson, I'm Mac McDonald, and that's Center Court for this week. We hope you have a great week, and we'll see you very, very soon. You've been listening to Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Our podcast is available on the Believe Network at BLEAV.com. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation. For more information, log on to SampsonFamilyFoundation.org. Uplift. Empower. Educate. Teamwork makes the dream work. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.